Hello. Hello, RF. Yo, what's up? Yo, what's up? What's happening? What's going on? Not much. <laughs> I'm calling you for a reason. Huh? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a little strange. Want to know what you think about this John Scove Nielsen character? What do I think about it? He's fine. Yeah. He's fine. Why? I'm just about to do the Birchwood podcast, and I'm recording this phone call. I, want, I wanted your honest reaction about John. John? Yeah, John Scove Nielsen. Uh, well, he is certainly the funniest superstar employee I've ever met. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, I heard he's Leslie Nielsen's great-grandson. Oh, that's inaccurate. This is John Scove Nielsen, and you're listening to the Birchwood Podcast. Ah, Life's for living.
This is John Scope Nielsen, and Birchwood Podcast is brought to you by Splutcast and the Boys Club. Nice. Good, thanks. Hey, what's up, weirdos? It's Mark Splute, and I am the host of the Splutcast. But, you know, you should probably know that already, shouldn't you? You don't know what I'm talking about, right? Everyone listens to my show. What's the point of even doing a commercial? Well, listen, just in case there's one poor bastard out there who doesn't know about it, it's the best damn podcast in the world, and you can find it every Thursday on iTunes or Podbean or wherever you get your shit. Get my shit. It's called the Splutcast. Check it out. Download it. Sit down on your ass, crack a Dos Equis, fire up your favorite sativa, and driver right the fuck into you. Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true. star hip hop. world star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club Podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll soup. You are listening to the Birchwood Podcast with Shane Ogden. The voice you are hearing right now is of mine, Trevor Muxworthy, the host of Whatever Trevor. Every Wednesday, I release an episode that is 100% Canadian content. Are you from Canada? Do you like Canadians? Do you like music? Do you like comedians? If you answered yes to one of those, you might like my podcast. It's called Whatever Trevor, and you can get it now. I don't know if this is actually recorded. Brilliant. You really are just just an imbecile. <laughs> I literally I literally installed this app on my phone. I have no fucking clue if it recorded or not. You you installed an app on your phone that records? Yeah, isn't that brilliant? Not really. You just what do you mean? Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> you just installed an app. I, I know now they, you know, whatever company this is can listen to everything I say and make phone calls with my number. Yes, because that's what they're looking for. An electrician in Grand Bay's uh, cell phone to use. <laughs> yes, Julian Assange and all of the uh, other characters at WikiLeaks are all trying to get Shane Ogden uh, star... <laughs> star of Birchwood podcast that has such hits as interview with my mommy <laughs> you stink i mean honestly <laughs> mommy you're a good boy uh, well this is exactly why i called you man i needed this
June 28th, 2019, Shane Ogden, Birchwood Podcast. Birchwood in Public Landing, Birchwood Trailer Park in Public Landing, New Brunswick, Canada. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for telling people about it. Man, we got some listeners in uh, Sugarland, Texas, Calgary, Alberta, St. John's, Newfoundland. We got some listeners uh, down in uh, Kansas City. We got lots of listenership, and it's uh, the audience is growing all the time. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone. This is uh, an exciting thing. People are apparently interested in my little tiny life. So this is uh, wow. How, who knew? Who knew? Eh? Um, I'm a bit distracted. I just was visited uh, by a little creature uh, on my kitchen countertop i heard some bags rustling and uh i was like oh shit 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 it's a mouse oh god i'm gonna have to set traps it's gonna be a mess gross um but good news bad news it wasn't a mouse it was a june bug i lifted up my barbecue chips man there's a little june bug looking up at me like oh shit you can't stay in my trailer buddy you gotta get out so i took them outside there's a little convenient basket that was housing my little, um, you know, to buy our stove. We got this little basket that we put barbecue chips and pita bread and macaroni, different kinds of things, soup mixes. And so I took all that stuff out and I uh, took the basket outside and I flicked that little June bug. And that little June bug is free on June 28th, 2019. So that's, uh, that's what a way, what a way to go. What a way to freak me out. Thanks, Junebug, but I'm glad you weren't a mouse. I had an issue with my car. The divorce mobile is really... <laughs> it served me well, man, but it, it doesn't have much left in her, I don't think. Yeah, I went to turn the key the other day, and it wouldn't turn. And uh, I reacted poorly. <laughs> I may have thrown my keys across the lawn... And then thrown a bunch of spare tires all over the yard. And uh, I had a lot of a lot of regret about that. A lot of shame. Had a little temper tantrum about it. I couldn't turn the key. And uh, anyway, I called my mechanic buddy up, Dale. And he told me to put a little penetrating oil in it. I didn't know what penetrating oil was. but uh, And I still don't. But I asked him if WD-40 would be okay, and he said it would, so I got some uh, WD-40 from my brother-in-law, which is the most redneck sentence I've ever said in my life, and I got a little straw that comes with the WD-40, I put that in there, and uh, my, my mechanic buddy Dale's instructions, as per my mechanic buddy Dale's instructions, I put that straw right in the keyhole, and I uh, put some couple squirts of oil down there. And I got that uh, tumbler turning. Uh, they call that the tumbler. The thing that turns when you turn your key and uh, start your car. It's the ignition tumbler. Having a, I got a sticky ignition tumbler. Wow, those are some words in a sentence. Anyway, uh, then it started the car, and that's great. And uh, woo yeah. I went to go to breakfast with my sisters this morning. And uh, then the windshield wipers wouldn't work. And of course it was raining. And uh, this time I didn't freak out. No tires were thrown. No keys were thrown. 
I just said, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to wipe off my windshield here with my sweater and I'm just going to go to breakfast like nothing is wrong. I'm just going to eat that anger and uh, I'm going to choke that way down inside. And uh, there might be a vein popping in my forehead, but nothing's popping out of my mouth. I'm just going to just going to go down the road here and I see all that rain piling up on the windshield. I can barely see, but I'm keeping her between the lines. Let's go to breakfast. So I'm going down the road and uh, I make it to my destination where I'm meeting my sisters and I shut off the ignition and I go, oh, okay. Well, maybe this is like an internet modem. Maybe I just need to turn it off and turn it on again. So I start the car back up and I notice the tumbler goes a little my key ignition there goes a little f further forward than it usually does. So I just turned it back half a click and lo and behold, the windshield wipers worked and it was uh, a Christmas miracle in June. The, uh, the, the vein in my forehead subsided and I was able to keep my cool and I was very proud of myself. Uh, yeah. So what else is happening? My sisters took me to lunch and it was great. I had the turkey club. One of my sisters had fish cakes. The other sister had a breakfast with eggs and meat. And then uh, the waitress came over and said, how's everything tasting? What, what does she expect us to say? You ever experienced that? The waitress come, how's everything tasting? What, what? I just want to look up at her and go, it tastes like dog shit. Real dog shit. Gross. I'm about to throw it on the floor. You might want to get a mop. Of course, I got to say it's good, even if it's not. Nah, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd tell her politely. Um, it kind of tastes like dog shit. Do you mind if you have the guy remake it so it doesn't taste so much like dog shit? I, I don't mean to be a bother, but I'm just not, I just don't like dog shit very much. Everything tasted fine, by the way. It was delicious. And if you ever go to this restaurant, um, it's called Island Girls. And it's two sisters from the island of Prince Edward. Prince Edward Island. Located in, the, in, the, in Atlantic Canada. Not far away from New Brunswick, Canada. You got to go there. It's called Island Girls. And uh, they have a fascinating story. I'm hoping to interview them someday. Uh, yeah, who, who the fuck mowed my lawn? Okay, so you got to understand, I'm not working right now, so I'm a little tense, and, I, and I'm, I'm going back and forth, they say there's big projects coming, and they've got me on standby, so uh, we're running out of money, and I'm doing little side jobs where I can, but I'm feeling a little tense. <laughs> the poverty uh, Pete is knocking at my door, and I'm going, what the fuck, dad, you got to make some moves here, what are you going to do? You know, stripped all my copper wire, called in all my favors, did my little side work. Now what am I going to do? I know. I'll take my mind off it. I'll mow my lawn. There's a little part of my lawn that's left over, right? I, I mowed the front part and then it rained. No, that's not true. Here's what happened. I, I fucked up the story, but who cares? So the, I mowed the front part and then my lawnmower quit. So... I called my mechanic buddy, Dale. I said, why would a lawnmower chug, chug, chug quit after 45 minutes? He goes, you probably had some dirty fuel. And I'm like, dirty fuel, eh? I knew it. No, I didn't know it at all. I said, oh, how, how would that be? Well, he said, sometimes 
when even when you buy premium fuel, some ethanol fuel can still be in the hose because sometimes it's just a button that separates premium fuel from regular fuel. I said, no shit. He said, yeah, for sure. I said, no way. He said, way. So anyway, uh, then uh, he said, what you got to do is take this fuel additive, which he's very kind to give me some. He said, just a little drop will do you. You mix that in with your gas, right? And then you, uh, you you get her going again. I, I think I covered this on another episode. I bought a turkey baster from the dollar store. I sucked out all the dirty fuel from the lawnmower and back into the jug. Put a little fuel additive, shook it up, put it back in. And then my lawnmower ran. And uh, I did half of my lawn with that. And then my son showed up and he needed a chore. So I said, why don't you do the other half, Casey? And he said, oh boy, dad, could I? <laughs> no, he didn't say that. He's 17. He said, I want to do it. Okay, fine. And then he gave me a dirty look and they started to do it. And uh, he's doing a really good job and I could see the pride in his face, you know, when he's doing this work and he's seeing the work being done. And I, I was proud of him, you know, I was happy that he's mowing the lawn. The lawn was getting mowed. And then the sky opened up, started pissing rain and he had to stop. But the way he was mowing the lawn was like, a, you know, going around and around. So like there's this mohawk in the middle of my backyard and I'm like okay whatever you know it's raining come in so he put the uh, lawnmower under the tarp there and he came in and and that was that and uh, days went by days of unemployment went by and I went Jesus is this ever gonna get better I'm I'm worried about shit you know and uh, then the next thing you know I it was sunny out and I had my opportunity I said you know take my mind off all this not working and stress you know I'm going to go mow, mow my mohawk in the backyard. That'll take my mind off. I come home. It's mowed. It's already mowed. And I just fly into assumption mode. I'm like, they got the maintenance guy to mow it. And now they're going to charge me for mowing my lawn. I, I heard them say something about this. If you didn't get your lawn kept up, they didn't know I was having trouble with the lawnmower. I was like, oh my God. So I walked right over like, Alicia stopped the car and I literally got out of the car and walked directly to uh, my neighbor's <laughs> trailer, the maintenance guy. I said, did you mow my lawn? Like really aggressively, like sweaty, huffing. Did you mow my lawn? He's like, no. I'm like, oh, that's weird. And he's like, uh, check with, uh, what the hell's his name? I always forget. Anyway, I got this French neighbor. He's a really nice old man. And his name will come to me as soon as I press stop on the record button. But anyway, I go over and I see him. I said, did you mow my lawn? He goes, yeah. I said, why did you do that? He goes, I was bored. He's like this really nice old French guy. And I was just like, okay, you were bored. I'll forgive you. But, you know, I really like mowing my own lawn. You know, it's kind of like meditation for me. And he didn't really understand what I was saying. And I think he was just like, ha. <laughs> He just like made a noise and then he was like, it'll grow back. And I was like, fuck, thank you. Thank you for mowing it. <sighs> Another man mowed my lawn. You know how that can be. So then I went to the chiropractor. Maybe that'll de-stress me. Eh? Actually, this trip was a lot nicer than last trip. Last trip, I was scared. She was cracking things. I I wasn't easy about. It. I wasn't didn't. I wasn't at ease. I was nervous that she was going to throw me into a wheelchair. Even though she's never done that to anybody um, that I know of. And this time was a little more. Uh, I knew what to expect, and it was nice. 
the feeling afterward was really nice. And I wasn't as nervous. I'm going back in two weeks instead of a, next week. Because I was like, ah, I'm good. You know, I, I feel good. And she's like, well, I'd still like to see you in two weeks. Translation, I'd still like more money in two weeks. I know, it, it's, it's under insurance. It's under Alicia's insurance. But it's still uh, money in the bank for the uh, crack master. <laughs> That's what you should call yourself if you're a chiropractor. Yes, I'm Carl the crack master. That would be excellent. Uh, what can I say about the... Oh, she's very good at distracting. Is what I meant to say. I was going to include that. She, um, she'd she say like, oh, any big plans for the weekend? Uh, no, I was thinking about taking the kids over to uh, Brundage Point. They have a free uh, bouncy castle. And she's like, oh, I think it's going to rain. Really? It's like, ah, oh. you know, well, we'll find something else to do this weekend. Like she just gets you talking and distracted, you know. She's good. She's good. I highly recommend her, but you'll never know who she is. Unless you email me, birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com, and you happen to live in the uh, uh, public landing New Brunswick, Canada area. Speaking of which, why don't you email me? Tell me where you're listening from. I've got listeners all over the map, and I'd love to know where you're listening from. I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love for you to share and comment. Uh, I'd love to have some interaction with whoever's listening to this, because I know there's a lot of you. And it's steadily growing, and I'm very grateful for that. Also, like the Facebook page, I've included uh, pictures uh, of things that I'm talking about on the podcast and articles of things I'm going to talk about on the podcast. You heard uh, some music off the top. Uh, One of the lyrics that really resonates with me. I can't complain, but sometimes I still do. Life's been good to me so far. And that's Joe Walsh, and it has been good. I've really enjoyed it. I'm going to do something a little different this week. I'm going to read some news articles that I read. I I hope that I can read them with some accuracy, and I hope you find them interesting. All right. Uh, Lee, she went to the superstore to buy some helium balloons. And she goes, uh, it says that there's a sign saying there's a worldwide helium shortage. And I said, well, you know, of all the problems we could have, uh, helium shortage might not be the worst. And she goes, uh, you should look it up and read something about it. And I was like, okay. So I did. I Googled it because everything these days is Googleable. Um, so the New York Times article um, that I selected uh, has some information about the helium shortage. Uh, 97% of all helium is produced as a waste product collected while processing natural gas and natural gas product or projects are increasingly more expensive and therefore uh, not as common. So um, there's also some other factors, including the priority uh, is not with helium balloons. Believe it or not, helium is a valuable gas that is used for other things, both the gas, helium, and liquid helium. Uh, ga- the gas, helium, uh, because it doesn't burn, is useful for rocket engines. And liquid helium is so cold uh, that it's used to cool superconductive, sorry, superconducting magnets. So, kids' balloons are not a priority. 
and I'm sad to say that they will no longer be floating. I can say to my grandkids, When I was your age, balloons used to float in the sky. <laughs> okay, Grampy. <laughs> Crazy guy. <laughs> Don't forget your pills. It's true. Stop it. Stop not believing me. Give me some oatmeal. I assume I'll need some oatmeal when I'm old and toothless. Yeah, so I guess the future of kids' parties will be sad children with regular air-filled balloons at their feet. Still fun to pop, though. Gotta look on the bright side. Here's an article in the New York Post from 2017. Lawrence John Ripple from Kansas handed a note to a Kansas City bank teller demanding cash and warning that he had a gun. He did not have a gun, by the way. The bank teller handed him $2,924. Mr. Ripple then promptly took the money, went, sat in the lobby, and told the security guard, quote, I'm the guy you're looking for. <laughs> Clearly he had no intention of getting away. When the police arrived, uh, John Ripple told the officer he wanted to go to jail to, quote, escape his wife. His exact words were, I'd rather be in jail than at home with her. <laughs> Isn't that would make a nice Hallmark card, wouldn't it? Isn't that lovely? Um, anyway, this is the kicker. The judge then sentenced him to six months of home confinement. Oh, John. Oh, dear God. <laughs> six months with a woman you were trying to escape. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. That's what Bill Shakespeare said. Here's an article from the Global News, uh, June 27th, 2019. Uh, the headline reads, uh, Woman shot... <laughs> Pregnant woman shot and then convicted of killing her own unborn baby. This is insane. All the articles are up on the Birchwood Podcast Facebook page. 23-year-old Ebony Jemison was initially charged with manslaughter, but the grand jury declined to indict her after an investigation determined 27-year-old Marche Jones started the fight. So the lady who was five months pregnant has been charged with killing her unborn baby, even though she didn't shoot the gun. And guess where this took place? Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> More shit from Alabama. You know, Alabama made it uh, this year. This year, 2019, Alabama made it illegal. Uh, made a bore. <laughs> I can't even speak. I'm so. I'm so fed up with the state of Alabama. Uh, they've made it illegal. They made abortion illegal this year. 2019, they made abortion illegal. I think if anywhere should legalize abortion, it should be Montgomery, Alabama. It's too bad those lawmakers down there hadn't been aborted. And that's the news. Hope you liked it. I did. I did some news. Some some things happen outside of the trailer park. Try and be an enlightened piece of white trash, will you? Thank you for joining me on the Birchwood Podcast. Don't forget to like the Facebook page. Email me at birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. Share this podcast. Tell people about it. And for God's sakes, 
buy a mug. You got some sipping to do? Sip out of a nice birchwood mug. It helps the podcast and it helps you if you're drinking something. Thank you very much for listening. This is the John Scove Nielsen interview. Uh, This is a great um, podcast. I love talking to uh, John. It was a great interview. Had some funny phone calls with RF tonight. That was a good time. I love talking to RF. He's just his whole thing about taking the piss out of people. So much fun. We just insult each other and laugh and and have good times like the boys. Um, But my interview with John, John's just a fun hang, man. John Scove Nielsen. He's been at stand-up a couple years here in the St. John, New Brunswick, Canada area. And um, he's just a great guy, man. And uh, I just love hanging out with this guy. And he's uh, kind of a newer friend of mine, but um, I would consider him a friend. He's funny. Uh, and we had a great time. We went to uh, Tim Hortons through the drive-thru and got a couple of coffees. And uh, <laughs> um, anyway, we uh, I went through and I was calling him John all the time when I was, we were going through the drive-thru. I was like, oh, John Scove Nielsen will have a double-double. John Scove Nielsen would like that. Thank you. You know, just and and then we got to the window and she was like, who's John? And I was just like, oh, you mean John Scove Nielsen? Here he is. So like on the cup, she wrote John and not John with her grease pencil. And we had a good laugh. And then we sat and we uh, just before the chuckle show and uh, we talked for uh, about 40 minutes and it was a good time. And um, I hope you enjoy it. This is my interview with this is episode 17 of the Birchwood podcast. This is my interview with John Scove Nielsen. I used to be all for the deer, you know, I just find them really beautiful, majestic creatures. But then one growled at me one night, kind of soiled my perception of them. Like I was out for a walk, I'm not even kidding, you know, just out minding my own business. And this doe on the side of the road ran out in front of me and went, <coughs> and she just fucked off right off into the woods. I don't know what caused her to do that. Like, I don't know if there's some look about me that indicated to her that I don't have much luck with human women. So I was like out in the prowl looking for some woodland strange. See, that was the opposite. She was just telling me her safe word. She had really pretty eyes, though. I guess, uh, long story short, you're going to see a really fucked up looking deer in the valley about nine months. <laughs> John Scove Nielsen, we're recording right now. We're recording right now. Yeah, let's go get Live some coffee. Live from the car. Let's do it. Let's get a coffee. It'll be comedians in cars. <laughs> get a coffee. <laughs> What's the deal with everything? What's the deal with cars? We're just a couple of dudes talking about nothing. <laughs> talking about absolute shit. That, that, that show should have been filmed in St. John. It should have been. Like There is this, nothing here. Oh, there's none at all. All the potholes would have made it for a great episode, too. People swearing at them, hookers coming up to the car and everything. Do you like coffee? I do. I love coffee, yeah. yeah I do. That could be the intro, and then I'll make a little pouring sound. I'll insert a little pouring sound. <laughs> <laughs> I text up. I don't know anything about you, man. You I, I literally know. I'm a mystery. Yeah, you are an a complete enigma, mystery no to me. So all I know about you is that you do comedy. Um, like, were you born in St. John? I was, yeah. I was born. Well, my family lived over in the west side when I was born. And then shortly after, they moved out to the valley, which that's where I'm back living right now. But Because uh, I'm doing so great in life. Nice. But, uh, 
Yeah, born and raised, I guess, yeah. In Valley in, goer. In the valley. And how old are you? I'm 33. 33. So you're not like a young man, but you're not an old man either. Yeah, I got your coffee. It's all good. Oh, wow. John Scove Nielsen. All class, all the time. That's right. Can't turn it yes, off. Yes, please. Could I have a medium, two cream, one sugar with a double cup? And John Scove Nielsen will also have something. I'll have a medium double-double, please. One sugar with a double cup. Yes. All right, and there. Everything? No, John Scove Nielsen also needs. John Scove Nielsen would like a medium double double, please. Medium double double. Don't forget the name, John Scove Nielsen. And Shane Ogg. Oh. Like comedians in cars getting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll be right up to see you. We, okay. we don't care how much it costs. <laughs> we're comedians. It was like, your total is 374. Well, I guess that's what I'm paying then. Yeah. We're swimming in money. That's right. <laughs> Hi, guys. John Scove Nielsen. Shane Ogden. How you doing? going on <laughs> <laughs> we're recording a podcast right now how's it going good good man do you, do you guys drink coffee or are you sick of it you drink espresso do you guys get free coffee or do you get discounts i just want to know what it's like to work here <laughs> what you get one free coffee when you're working really oh my lord oh, i'd be shaking i'd be wired all right. Oh, proof. Sean Scove Nielsen has Thank money. Thank God. Wow. Had money. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the coffee. Oh, you're welcome, man. Oh, this is great. So, you're born. You were born in KV, or did you were you born at the regional hospital? I was born at uh, the regional. Yeah. Thirty-two or, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been thirty-two years. April tenth. What year? In the nineteen eighty-six. Eighty-six. You know what's good about 86? What's good the about The 80s were almost over. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's when I came, the dawn of John. That's for John? Oh, look, your, oh your name God, written on it. Oh! <laughs> Not John's written on yours. <laughs> Not John. <laughs> wait, wait, I gotta take a picture. Okay, thanks. See ya. <laughs> oh, wait, gotta wait, I got, oh, yeah. I gotta get, I definitely gotta get. Wait, do you get forever. your, do you have your phone? I do, yeah. Take a picture of this because I want to put it on the Birchwood Podcast Facebook page. Nice. John and not John. This no. is amazing. <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> got like the two Timmy's guys. That... Comedians in cars got a coffee. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, nice. See if that came up first. Yeah. He's taking the picture. Taking the picture. Nice. There we go, John beautiful. and not John. All right, let's uh, let's enjoy these coffees, and uh, you can. Have a smoke and everything. Beautiful. It'll just be like, uh, and we'll look across the street at Chuckles, at Chuckles. An empty parking lot. We'll watch all 30 of the people tonight come in. Uh, apparently, there's going to be around 40. Nice. Get ready, to live. Oh, right. <laughs> Get ready to live. All right. Get ready to live. Don't lose it. <laughs> oh man. So, it, so okay. You're 32. 33. Th sorry, 33. Yeah. I thought I keep. That and right. you decided to do well. Let before comedy. Mm. Where, like, what was childhood like? Where, where are you? Like, you're in KV. Did you grow up in KV? I did, yeah. Yep, born and raised. That's the Kennebecasis Valley in uh, New Brunswick. And I just interviewed uh, Julie Tower. Mm -hmm. She also grew up in KV. Yeah, right across the street from me, actually. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be the weirdest fucking episode <laughs> ever. Yeah. yeah. So you guys knew each other. Yeah, we did. Well, I knew her. She knew my sisters more. She went to high school with them. Okay. I think, or she may have she was your gone. sister's friend. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. I was Didn't just, mean a lot to you. You just... Not really. Just that's that lady. Across the street. Yeah, yeah, you know. She's a girl. She's a girl. She has cooties. Did you throw crab apples at them? 
No, I should have though. I really it's an opportunity missed. Yeah, yeah. What I missed about <laughs> Julie had a dog. Her family had a dog named Peppy. Really? I adored this dog. He was like really? a, a cocker spaniel. He was like the neighborhood dog. And the big running joke was that he thought his name was Peppy Go Home because that's what people were telling him like all the time. Just Peppy it. Go Home. He was an adorable, sweet little dog. Nice. Well, I'll have to mention that too. Actually, I think her cat, she had a cat named Elminster, and I think he knocked up my cat Molly and left her with the kittens, I think. Because all the kittens looked like that cat. They all had the same like stripe pattern on them and everything. And she was a solid black cat. None of them black. All looked like the cat across the street. So, so help me understand this. Her cat's got other cats pregnant, or oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. He was a he was a he was a stud too. He was a he stud. Was, yeah, he was he nailing was, yeah. other cats. Now speaking of that, I had written that down on something. I didn't bring the paper, <laughs> but I wrote it down that you're a cat lover. I'm a big cat lover. Now, yeah. how does that happen to a human being? Because I'm a dog lover. Mm -hmm. See, do, I you, do you understand me? Because oh, I, I, totally I don't understand do. you. Mine is just, I'm an animal lover in general. Like, I get All it. animals. Oh, all animals, except for birds. I have a bird phobia. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never had a negative... A legit bird phobia. Oh, yeah, I've never had a negative Talk experience with them. Talk about that. I've never had a negative experience with birds, but when I see them, my skin crawls. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like it just there's something just gross and imbalanced looking about them. I don't know what yeah. it is. I was out for a walk one night and I saw like a turkey vulture and I thought I was gonna stroke out in the side of the road. Well never steal my girlfriend, John, because she <laughs> is a bird lover. Oh, is she? Okay. And I don't under, I don't understand it. it either. I don't I, I look at birds and I go, Oh, they're uh what's left over from the dinosaurs. Disgusting. Yeah. Almost like uh, they're almost like insects of the sky. It's like <laughs> insects of that's beautiful. I you know, it's that. like ah, they're bigger insects. Uh, <laughs> I can appreciate a peacock, you know, yeah, showing its like, feathers. Like yeah. I guess the only ones I really like are owls. Like to me, they're kind of like cats with wings. Yeah, like, owls because, are neat. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was reading this thing about owls that they're always like in cartoons and stuff. They're always portrayed as these really hyper intelligent animals, but they're actually one of the dumbest animals. Really? Yeah. I heard that most of them starve to death because they don't know how to hunt. Oh, so well, I've been lied I, to my but whole the, entire but, but don't they swoop on the fields and get the mice? Like, yeah, I guess all those nature programs, they're, they're lies. They must have been set up or something. Oh, <laughs> it must shit. be CGI blue screened or something. <laughs> so there's about a decade between us. I'm 43. I'll be 43 on Sunday, oh, so by the like way. 10 years, ahead, 10 years ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. We're, so uh, you still have hair, so you, do. you're doing well. I hope the next decade is kind <laughs> to you. Kinder than it was to me. Uh, I started going gray when I was like 20. Yeah, what is that? So, there, there's a scientific explanation. It's something well, my dad, was the, my dad was the Are same way. Well, what? how can there be motorcycles in the in the middle of a podcast here? Now he's looking. Guy? He's looking at me. <laughs> he's looking at yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah, pissed off like yeah. Hell's Angels. I think I might Saint piss John. off a biker. There's lots of things happening. On <laughs> we may podcasts. not make it the chuckles. <laughs> Good stuff. My kid is named George. I love having a cat with a human name because I can fuck with people's heads so much. Like, I just love it. I love talking about him and I never let on that he's a cat. I like to make them think he's my kid or something. This woman at work was talking about, like, how hard it was training her son to wipe himself after he used the bathroom. She's like, did you have that trouble with George? I was like, nah, he looks his ass like a pro. You never know. Um, so... We're talking about birds, cats. Okay, so here's the thing about cats, right? I believe that if you died and, and fell to the kitchen floor, mm -hmm. or any floor, I don't know why I think you're gonna die in a kitchen. <laughs> now you're gonna be scared of kitchens. Uh, I, I, he never cooks, I don't know why. He never <laughs> but uh, you, uh, you're, I believe any cat would eat you if it ran oh. out of food. 
For sure. I think any animal would, really. But should I hate cats for that? I mean, that's just, they don't, they can't get the bags of kibble open. Their claws are not Mm -hmm. sharp enough. You know, they don't know how to get the kibble, so they're just going to eat whatever's in front of them, right? Yeah, well, that's the thing that I find funny about cats, because they're like God's, or nature's perfect little killing machines. But yeah. they only weigh, like, what, like, maybe two pounds or they something They kill like birds, which also fits your narrative. Yeah. Oh, it does, yeah. That's why I think I may relate to them. I'm like, go get them. <laughs> Wipe them out. <laughs> Final solution to the birds. Your bird Hitler. My bird, bird Hitler. <laughs> we will have them annihilate the bird threat. <laughs> Bitler. Bitler. Yeah. Um, so cats, yeah, that's, uh, I don't get that, man. I See, I had a bad experience with cats early uh-huh. on. Yeah, I I had a, an ex-wife that didn't really, uh, well, I changed the litter, and mm-hmm. I had to change the litter, and I got resentful, and that, because I didn't even want the cats, mm-hmm. and then uh, the cats, uh, I don't know if they weren't fixed or what the problem was, but they pissed all over my stuff, Yeah, they. and then that just planted the seed early for me, Not, but, but if I am at John Sco Nielsen's house, and I see your cat, and the cat will be drawn to me. Oh, I... Cats love me. Oh, really? Oh, so I, maybe you I'm like cat... I'm human catnip. Human catnip. <laughs> and, I, and I'm and i nice to the cats. Mm-hmm. I'm not a dick to the cat. I don't hurt the cats or fucking... <laughs> Draw kick them at first sight. Just boosh. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not... When I say I'm a dog person, it's not like I hate cat. I just... I don't want to live with a cat. And, and I don't know if you know this, but every woman comes with cats. Most of them, yeah. So early on in mine and Leashy's relationship, I established that right away. I'm like... I know you have cats, but if we ever live together, I will not live with cats. So, I don't know what we have to do, mm. but I guess we might not work out then, because that's a deal breaker. So, did she have a cat when you guys first Her started? cats ended up at her mother's. Oh, okay. Now I'm having cat guilt, because I know how much she loves her cats. And <laughs> when she visits her cats at her mom's, her mom had somebody staying with her, and that person started to brush her cat and she was just like why that lady brushing my cat it's not like she lives there she's only there for a few days like stop brushing my cat <laughs> stop you know? brushing my cat but really the cat is loving it yeah you know, exactly the cat's the problem, happy you know? yeah, just jealous. well that's the funny the, the owners are the ones that get jealous like the cat <laughs> the cat will go to anybody essentially even though we're just kind of like we're like the jealous life partners of them like you know like yeah. oh okay so that's, my food's not good enough for you like yeah yeah exactly like, yeah. why are you eating her tender vittles yeah, why are you eating her tender vittles her fancy piece better than mine I want, like, I want that on a t-shirt <laughs> why are you eating her tender vittles <laughs> on the back, Shane Ogden, comedian. Oh, yeah, exactly. At, at you can put that Shane in a mug. On Twitter. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Buy a mug. Buy uh, a mug, for God's sake. <laughs> so, um, okay, so then uh, how did you end up working at a grocery store? I've worked in grocery stores most of my life. I started working at Sobeys when I was in high school. Really? And, yeah, that was my first job. And I left there and went to a call center for a bit. It was called Stream. I kind of think I remember someone else working there. A lot of people there. worked there. It was like it was funny because I was I dreaded getting into the whole call center thing. It's just because every but everyone told me that this one was fantastic. It was the best call center they ever worked at. Yeah. And I had a miserable time. I left after a month. And after I left, actually, it went out of business. Do you remember the one called RMH? I do. Yeah. yeah. I created the acronym right in the middle of hell. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Oh, everybody instantly loved me when uh, I came up with that, right? Well, I had a similar one to Sobeys. I used to say I put the SOB in Sobeys. Oh, nice. That was like my ghetto thing. Yeah, <laughs> they, did they love it? Oh, they did, yeah. yeah. Some of them were old boy. Yeah. But your name's John. When you're, when you're stuck in a shitty situation with other people, there's a real easy uh, avenue.
avenue to bond with them. Oh, there is, yeah. 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 If you and I were in prison, you know, we'd be oh, we'd prison be friends. We would be. Which would be more of a friendship than the one we have now. Oh, for sure. You know, I think, we'd be yeah. tighter. We'd be eating together, shitting yeah. together, showering yeah. together, working Back out. to back, yeah. hoping no, trying to protect us oh, I'd from have all, your all back, the sexual yeah. assault. <laughs> all the sexual assault. <laughs> That's rampant in prison, you know. Uh, there's a great podcast, by the way, called Ear Hustle. Ear Hustle. And you got to check that out. It's uh, all about uh, life inside San Quentin Prison. Ooh. Oh, it's awesome. See, I'm fascinated by prison stuff. I started a, started a documentary. I was on Netflix or watching one. It's called Behind Bars. Nice. And it's folks mostly on, like, younger people going to prison for the first time, and it's amazing. Like, it's just, Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, my biggest nightmare is ending up in prison. Oh, God, yeah. One of mine. I think I saw Oz when I was, like, a probably like maybe like 10 years old that's was, the perfect time to watch that this. is like i think they should show that in it's schools. really like, probably it's, helped you psychologically oh it did i was scared to jaywalk after seeing that like i was just like jesus i'm fault but then i turned out to be this huge pot smoker so i was just like <laughs> but i was always like shitting bricks like in terror every time like oh my god the cops can't find me like i can't i can't jaywalk or get caught smoking because they'll beat me till i'm crippled and fuck my ass and then i'll get fucked in the ass in prison i have to glue my ass together you ever see that uh dirty work that show with norm mcdonald and already I've never seen that. I'd love so to good. See it. I love Norm Macdonald. They, they end up in prison. Mm-hmm. There's a scene our Norm Macdonald, Artie Lang, they're in prison. And uh, they just got there, right? And uh, and uh, Norm Macdonald looks at Artie Lang and he goes, uh oh, this isn't good. <laughs> and he's like, why? And he goes, you don't know? You don't know what happens here? And he's, <laughs> he's like, no, what? And he goes, what? And he, he like whispers to Artie Lang, and the, and then and then Artie Lang goes, "I never heard of that." And he goes, "What are you kidding? That's what prisons are most famous for." <laughs> I could hear Norm say oh, that oh, too, it was so in good. the way that only Norm can. That's and he, what, and uh, he comes back like they. He's like, "Hey, you come with me," and he's like, "Not the fat one, you." And he takes Norm with him. <laughs> so Norm goes, and Norm comes back, and he's like putting his pants back on, like putting his belt back on. And he goes, "Yeah." I, I, you know what hurts the most is the, uh, I forget what he said, like the, the disrespect, the lack of respect. That's what hurts him. Well, that hurts the second most. The other thing hurts the most, but the disrespect hurts the second most. I have my mind to go to the warden about you. Like this, He's ridiculous. He keeps shaking his head and going ridiculous after he's been raped in prison. Anyway, that's the comedic take on prison rape. Um, <laughs> that's, the take. that's the funny side of prison yeah, rape. Yeah, yeah, thank you to Norman. It's not all laughing. Lang it's not all fun and games. That's the kind of shit I was watching when I was a young man. But uh, um, I just interviewed Trevor Muxworthy, who mm. told me about eating uh, breakfast with Norm McDonald. Because he, he worked me at that, that hotel. Yeah, he snapped a picture of him secretly while doing it. He I had would a 10 lose my egg omelet. Norm did? Yeah. Well, he told me that Norm was telling him that he was, like, on a diet or something like that. And the waitress came, and Norm was like, I want four plates of sausage. <laughs> like, but the way he said it, I could hear, like, just Norm McDonald's cadence. Like, I oh, could yeah. just hear it in my head. Like, because that's what I love about Norm. Is he's, he's super naturally funny. Like, he could pop into the back seat be like, so you guys drinking coffee, recording a podcast? It'd be hilarious. Like, oh, the way yeah. he'd Absolutely. say it. Like, he's just, he's super na- funny on a supernatural level. Well, uh, there was this booker out west... And her name was Judy Sims. Mike Denver knows this lady and still talks to her. Mm. Judy Sims, she was, uh, when once you got to know her, she was all right. And she liked me. Mm. But she was notorious for being an iron fist. Really? Wouldn't give you a penny more. Wouldn't piss on you to put you out if you were <laughs> on fire, right? Just 
fuck you, I'm Judy Sims, I'm going to book you here. You didn't show, I'm never booking you again, you can't work for them, blah, like just mm. like a military more or less, right? But notorious, and, and a lot of people thought she was a bitch, mm. right? And anyway, so <laughs> my friend Peter Anthony, one morning I'm at Marcus Bobier's house, and I'm watching, I thought I'm, look at me name dropping. Marcus Bobier. <laughs> Nobody knows who these people are. I'm Googling it, them right now. <laughs> they are comedians, and they, they do quite well, but, you know, they're in Canada, so nobody still fucking knows them. Mm. But anyway, I'm at Marcus Bobier's house, I stay the night, and I wake up in the morning, I'm on his couch, and uh, my friend Peter Anthony's on The Price is Right. I'm like, what in the fuck? So it'd be like, I swear to God, it'd be like you seeing me on The Price is yeah. Right. And you're like, Ogden's on Price, what the fuck? So Peter's on Price is Right. Goes down to a Showcase, whatever, or no, the, uh, what is that, the contestants row where mm -hmm. they bid. And uh, he gets outbid by a dollar. I'm like, oh, that was so cool. Later I found out he was on this trip with his family, his mother and sister, to Los Angeles. And anyway, um he also goes to the comedy store because that night, Bob Saget and Norm Macdonald were performing at the comedy oh, store, yeah. right? So he's there with his mother and sister and they're sitting at a table. Waitress comes up, takes her drink order, and drinks come back. He says, and these details, like I don't know if the drink came first. I don't know. But this mm. is the story I remember. He goes, uh, I'd like to meet Norm. I'm a comedian from Canada. That's what my buddy Pete says, right? So uh, she comes back and she goes, yeah, he'd love to meet you. Sure. Come on this way. So Peter gets up from his chair. He's going to see, he's going to meet oh Norm MacDonald. Like, I can't even imagine. I'd be shitting. Like I know, <laughs> I know. So he he starts walking up the stairs. And you know when you walk up stairs somewhere and you start to see what's up the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. There's this little area where the comedians hang out. And as he's walking up the stairs, he sees Bob Saget and he sees Norm MacDonald sitting <laughs> oh in a chair. Oh, my God. He walks over and... Uh, he goes, oh, oh, hi, Norm. It's an honor to meet you. I'm a comedian. Uh, I do comedy in Western Canada. We were based out of Calgary at the time. And he goes, um, I do a lot of the rooms that you used to do. Mm. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, out there out west. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so the dynamic, before I tell you what he said, is that Judy Sims was the booker, but Bill Robinson owned the clubs. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because he had made his fortune in... Uh, ATMs when they were new. Mm. <laughs> they were new. You know those independent ATMs yeah. where you get charged two fifty. Oh yeah. We well, got yeah. a buck every fucking transaction. A buck oh, fifty wow. went back to the bank. It's like he made his fortune on them. Yeah. Bought a couple comedy clubs. Bill Robinson. He used to tell me, "Yeah, you play golf, Shane." I'd be like, "No," and he'd be like, "You should. It's good for your career." <laughs> it's good. <laughs> anyway, so that's Bill Robinson. He owned the club. Judy Simpson, the uh, the uh, bitch. Mm. Everybody hated. <laughs> so. Uh, he goes, I used to play the same rooms you used to play, Norm, and that's what Pete said. And Norm looks back at him and he goes, uh, did you know uh, Judy Sims? And he's like, yeah, I know Judy. And he goes, yeah, Bill Robinson's a good man. <laughs> so, that's beautiful. But it's oh. like perfect Norm. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. yeah. Well, you can't, like, yeah, like it's, with Norm, you can't replicate his delivery at all. Like one of my favorite jokes of his is, it's kind of similar to that one you're saying, like, with, like, all the worst part of it's the disrespect is I love this. He'll just say, like, you know, the more I read about Hitler, the more I don't care for him. <laughs> like, I love <laughs> yeah, that. Shit like, like that. Yeah, yeah I exactly. love that stuff. He's the so master good. at that. Who's your favorite comedian? I'd say it's Norm. Yeah. I'd have, like, I'd say Hitler's Norm. dog, another trickery. <laughs> what a masterpiece. Beauty. <laughs> I love that, that whole thing. Where's Hitler? I love Hitler. <laughs> you know what's great is uh, Norm MacDonald, me doing stand-up. Did you hear that me album? Me doing stand-up. I don't think I did. I think you can YouTube it. I'm pretty oh, yeah? sure. Yeah. I've seen a few. It's his album before uh, 
Hitler and Other Trickery. Oh, okay. Or Hitler, Gossip, and Other Trickery, whatever that Netflix special is. Mm -hmm. The album before that is me doing stand-up. Oh, it's okay. fucking great also. I must have seen it. I've watched a bunch of his just on YouTube yeah. and just through the years and everything. I love his... He did a roast for Bill Clinton, I think it was. Or and he, I, he opened it up and it's all these politicians and he's just like... Wow, I didn't want to bomb in front of all these politicians in the room silent and you can see Bill Clinton in the back cracking up, like losing his mind laughing, and just Norm has this big smile, like shit eating grin the whole time. So good. So, um, what made you decide to do stand up? I've always wanted to do it, honestly. Like I remember being a kid and seeing like Robin Williams on TV and thinking, like, wow, this is a job. Like this is what people because I was always a clown. I was always a goofball. Like in my family, yeah. like not so much in school. I was always pretty quiet. But when I was with my friends. I was always like cracking jokes or doing stupid things for laughs because I loved doing it. Yeah. And I was just like, I it blew my mind that people could do that, you know, for a living, and do that. And it was always, but I always thought it was something that I could never do because I always thought I was just too chicken shit to do it. And it was years, and actually, it wasn't until like two years ago. Uh, Travis Boyce was kind of the one who kind of lit the fire because I used to work with him at the Superstore. And I always got along with Travis really well. Him and I always had a very similar kind of temperament. We're both very shy. And I saw he was doing stand-up. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I watched the video thought he was great. And I ran into him somewhere. And it was almost kind of like this weird serendipity thing because I just ran into him somewhere and we were talking. I said, how did you get into comedy? He goes, well, I took a stand-up class held, gave by this man, uh, Ken Bolton. And he was like, I'll send you the link tonight. He's like, I think maybe you should try it out. And I hummed and hawed about it. Like, had it in my favorites on my Internet Explorer for, like, so long. And one night I just got ripping high and signed up for it and, like, had the terror sickening, I think, in afterwards. <laughs> you, you were so terrified at when you sobered up and realized you had signed up for this stand-up. Yeah, class. I was so gung-ho about it because I was high and I had enough thought, you know, it's a great idea to do it. This is your chance. This is your chance. And then, But then I started watching some stand-up or something and then it really sunk in, like, Oh my god, I'm gonna be doing this like exactly. <laughs> and the, the class was great. I, I'm glad I took the class because I, I don't know, it was always something that if I did do it, I always wondered if I could just go up and just do like, I don't know, like 10 minutes. What was it Ken Bolton that yep. taught the class? At it that was, time? yeah. Was that his last class? That was, yeah, it was the last one before he moved to Ontario. Yeah, yeah. fuck, we thought we were gonna lose him, like, he. He almost died yeah. from cancer, like, a couple of times. Oh, he like, did, he, yeah. yeah. He told us all He's a survivor, day, yeah. man, yeah. And he had some great stand-up about it, too. Oh, he did, yeah. Yeah, and he came and performed at Chuckles, and I'm telling you something. Ken Bolton performed at Chuckles. Like, I had seen him around the open mics, and I had seen him perform, like, here and there. And I thought, well, you know, this guy's he's pretty good. Like, he'd be, a, like, a strong metal act or mm. something, you know? But I never thought of him as a closer. And the night that he was on, he was opening, and I can't remember who the comedian was. Uh, Paul Haywood, I think. I was there. Was I it Paul Haywood? I think so. He fucking yeah. killed. Yeah. He fucking killed, and I was so happy because I like Ken. Oh, I do like, too. Like, I like him as a person. Was, I would like him mm -hmm. even if he had nothing to do with stand-up. <laughs> you know, he just got this um, optimism. Oh, he does. And he's, he's one friendly. of the sweetest people. Yeah. Like. And so he was uh, te basically teaching you how to get started. He was, and he was a great teacher. Like, he gave some of the, his best advice on... I always tell this story, but he gave me some of his best advice the first day of class. Because we... It was like for our first exercise, we had to write something like five statements starting with, like, you know, I'm so lazy, I da 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 da, da I'm so poor, I da 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 And I was kind of struggling with it. Like, because I was kind of... I wanted 
Like, I, I kind of got in my head a bit, and I wanted to, you know, it was my first day. I want to really impress them, show them how funny it was, but I was completely frozen. And he saw that, and he goes, you look like you're kind of struggling a bit, John. And I go, well, yeah, I am. And he goes, well, it's because you're trying to make it perfect. And he goes, stop that. <laughs> and then right, I just wrote, like, just instantly wrote five of these jokes, and they ended up doing really well in the class. But I thought that was really great advice, and I still use it today because I find... Like, there's some jokes I or bits I agonize over to trying to get them just right, but sometimes they're fine the way they are, and I find if you do start picking them apart and trying to make them perfect, that's where you start to fuck them up a bit. Yeah. Like, you can kind of destroy it in that in the act of making it better. That's really um, insightful. I love that thought of, you know, leaving things imperfect. Mm. Yeah, because sometimes they are the way they are. They might not sound it to us, but... To like us when we're writing it, but I know I've had comedians come up to me and say, "I love your joke about the whatever," mm. and I'll be like, "Oh, that's the one that I feel is filler, like that's a little weaker, you know." And it's surprising what people will appreciate. Yeah, because that's how I felt when that that little gag I do about working at the superstore. Like, it's not really a superstore to work at, and it was just a goofy little thing I did, but that kills like every time I do it. Yeah, I know, <laughs> like, I know. It's just one of those things. You and never what, know what they really want. It's true. And when I first said it, I was like, "Oh, that's too stupid. I'm not going to do that. It's too dumb." And then I just did it. I think I did it the first night I did comedy, and it slayed. Like it just crushed. And I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> keeping that one then, I guess." So back to the grocery store thing. When you you just kept going, you must know everything about a fucking grocery store at this point. Not really. It's not really my life's passion or anything. No, no. And I I know that. But I'm wondering, like, you must know, right? You could probably jump on cash here. You could probably go back and unload a truck. You could probably work the forklift. Oh, yeah. Uh, find a UPC code for something quick, or you could probably know how, you know, uh, these things are kept, how much Mm. cool, how cool the products need to be, Mm. proper product rotation, all the boring shit that goes into a grocery store, but you must know it all by now. I must be bored with it. Oh, I am, yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's everyday shit, really, and you are kind of a, like, I'm in the products department, but like you said, like, we are kind of, uh, we can do anything, really. Yeah. Like, within the store. You must get nervous kids that you got to train, and it's their first oh, yeah. job. Yeah, and it's always a blast, yeah. Yo, you like that, eh? Yeah. You like, I kind of like, like it, because I kind of like fucking with them. Like, I convinced yeah. one guy that avocados were pronounced avocados. I do, <laughs> I, I legit convinced you gotta him. You got to do something, man. You, yeah, you, you oh, like, I kill do. yourself oh, if you weren't bored. I have so to. bored, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. that was kind of the thing with starting comedy. Like, I kind of realized, like, well, it's about time I maybe start getting paid for it. Like, doing what I do every day. Legit, it was a really busy day. And I was just working away, I had my head down, and this guy comes up to me, he goes, excuse me, sir? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, do you have Asperger's? Like, I'm kind of thinking in my head, I'm like, why does this guy think I have Asperger's? Like, what the hell's going on? Is he being sarcastic and I can't read it? And oh my god. I'm kind of having this, like, bit of a meltdown, you know? And then I notice he has this piece of paper in his hand. And I'm like, sir, can I see that piece of paper? He goes, yeah, sure. And I'm thinking it's either a grocery list or the notes he's been taking of my movements. And I look at it and I go, oh, thank God, this is asparagus. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, dude, when in doubt, sound it out. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm yeah. always a goofball, always doing these kind of weird things, and here's, like, I think an you'll find in, in New Brunswick... Mm. I think you'll find it's like a trade, you know, like, um, I'm lucky in that I can do an electrical job or Mm -hmm. I can set up a comedy show and make a little money. Like around here, you can put 15, $20 on a sandwich board, get a group of your friends together Mm -hmm. and 
if you promote it properly, you can get a hundred people in a room. Yeah. And split up a thousand bucks a couple different ways or whatever, right? Yeah. And I, I think that over time, I mean, we're using you quite a bit at the club and, you know, you'll, you'll get invited to do other things. Have you been, you've been to Hell's Basement? Oh yeah. In I've, Moncton? Yeah, I've been there about six times now, I think. Uh, Shannon's an awesome guy. Oh, he's a solid dude. Yeah, he's always, always nice to me. And even before he had his own club, he used to help uh, another guy with jesters or jokers or oh, okay. there was another club in main street moncton that he used to help out with and uh, did he ever do comedy or he did yeah he was oh. awesome actually oh really okay. very funny i could tell yeah. because even when he uh like goes up to introduce the host for the night he usually cracks a couple jokes and they're pretty good like he, i tried to like book him a couple times and mm -hmm. he's just like nah like he's okay. it's just like he's he can do it but he doesn't really care like he's just like yeah but i'd rather do something you know yeah it's, you it's I, I find that so infuriating when somebody can do stand-up well and they're just eh, not into it really. Yeah. I'm just like fuck you. Like, how <laughs> if I was you, I'd be just give not here right talent. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just give me your talent. You're wasting it. That's right. That's right. So yeah. So grocery stores and now stand up and now. So are you married? No, I, I just started. I've been six months into a relationship. That's the longest relationship I've had in a while, actually. So Is it freaking you out a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, it's definitely different. I uh, I'm hard. Like I. Uh, I've never passed, like, the one year. I've had, like, maybe, like, two full-year relationships. Yeah. And it's always around the year where the, it's kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, this is done. But, uh... <laughs> for you or for them or both? Both, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh... I'm such... I'm... I'm someone who can be very comfortable on their own, though. Yeah. I'm a loner naturally. Right. So it's nothing I really sought out, I guess. They all just kind of happen. But not to say, like, I'm not happy that I'm in a relationship. I'm very happy. I really like her. And things are going really well. But it's just, I'm someone, I think it's important for people to be that. Because I think some me people, like, I know people who, and I've maybe done it myself, you know, are just, they're so crazy to be in a relationship. They just got to have it. And then it just turns out to be a disaster. Because they, they refuse to see that it might be unhealthy, but they want to keep it so they don't. You know, just so that they're not alone kind of a thing. Yeah. And I just think that's kind of lost now. Like, I don't think people are comfortable just being on their own anymore. Right. Uh, I don't know, man. I would argue that our society is kind of pulling apart a bit. And uh, I think you're seeing more loners these days. Mm. And But at the same time, I see what you're saying because... I've always felt that way too. No, I'm the kind of guy. I've always had a girlfriend. Mm. I've always been with somebody. Almost always. I've, I think I've been single, like... Maybe six months in a row was my record yeah. since 15 years old. Like I've, like I've never been single for long periods of time. But it, I guess it's both. You know, some people like and appreciate time alone. I know I, I like to have time alone. But also, a footnote on that, an asterisk on that. I know that my girlfriend's going to be around again. Mm -hmm. So when we're working opposite shifts, I can enjoy watching like a Netflix show maybe that she doesn't like. Yeah. And then we have shows that we watch together. And then we have our separate shows for when we're apart and different things. So I, what I'm trying to tell you is every relationship is based on Netflix viewing habits. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Especially this day and age, Netflix is like the, and it's like first date stuff now. Like when I met the one I'm dating now, Denise, like our first date, it was that, like somebody watching Netflix. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now what is, okay. So what is the perfect, what would be the perfect future for you? Like if you could lay out your perfect life, mm. what would it be? No limits. What would it be? Well, honestly, I'd love to do like, on like, obviously like do stand up for a living, but there's other things I like to do. Like I'm really, 
I just like writing in general. Like, I wrote some short stories. I'd love to be a screenwriter or, like, a filmmaker of some sort, I guess. Yeah. That's something. Like, I just, I always wanted, like... Because you're involved in hard times, right? I am, yeah. I play Stinky the Crackhead. Nice. Yeah, and that's been a really, that's been a cool, because I've never uh, been really on a film set or anything, so it's kind of cool to see how it works. Right. It's a very grueling process, like, even for, like, an independent picture like that, like, a scene that could be, like, maybe two minutes long could take, like, nine hours to film. Wow. Like, yeah, because we were, we did a scene recently in Adam Landry's basement, and it was a bunch of people there. I was there, the Reverend was there, Steve Fudge, Brian Godso, John Forward, we were all there in the scene, and it was, it's probably... Uh, the scene might be maybe it could be five minutes, I'm guessing, but it, we were right. there for nine hours recording this thing. Right. But it was just a really, it's a really cool inside look into the process of it, and where uh, I know it's kind of, you know, kind of a uh, networking, I guess, because you know, I'm meeting Adam Landry and Esty, these people that have like the technology and the know-how. Right. And I'm kind of talking to them a bit because I have a lot of ideas for little projects I want to do, and they seem to like the idea. So I don't know, maybe after hard times, I could kind of like like get I want to like get like a project together and like have the script written and just go to them and just say okay here's what I want to do how do I do it nice yeah that sounds fun mm. and uh how can people check out hard times what how do they find it they find it on YouTube they have hard times uh and it's uh it's kind of like the trailer park boys am I it right? is yeah yeah, yeah hard times much. and it's available on youtube and you will see john scope nielsen you play the part of stinky the crackhead stinky the crackhead <laughs> well it's like because i wanted to get on the show because i thought it sounded like a blast and matt copeland had posted a thing saying we're looking for someone to play like a mass kidnapper in a scene and I was like well okay <laughs> like, I was like hi my name's John Scope Nielsen and he goes okay you're a crackhead named Stinky and so I was like alright and he told me to dress kind of disheveled or shabby and I just took out these old track pants I had and I found an old blue rodeo shirt that I got from a concert they did in like the early 2000s on the Palace of Gold tour so I cut the sleeves off it Perfect. so it's kind of like you know I'm not really a muscly guy so I'm kind of skinny and scrawny so I'm wearing this like uh, blue rodeo cut off shirt and these track pants the entire time and Matt told me he's like don't throw out that shirt it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> so your future will be screenwriting and writing story and maybe making your own independent films yeah, and stuff like that yeah I'd love to do that cool. yeah. and, I'm a big and also stand up yeah I'd love no I want to keep doing stand up strictly stand -up. grocery store work is, uh, oh all the time yeah, yeah produce is my all, life everything else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always joke that well it's funny because some people I do a bit about it like some people uh, they think just because like you know I work in produce that's my passion yeah. And the joke that I do is people, I kind of like, are you familiar with King of the Hill, the show? Bobby? Bobby? What, what in the <laughs> hell did I tell you about propane? That's how I feel, because people, like, that's all they do. I talk to them, and they're like, oh, I had a I had a pomegranate the other day, and I feel like they see me as, like, Hank Hill. I'm like, I'm John, I sell produce and produce accessories. <laughs> and, like, someone mixes the apples let, with the lemons. Let me tell you about a dang dragon fruit. <laughs> someone mixes an orange with the a You cut lemons. it in half and eat, eat it. Don't worry about the seeds. You eat them, too. <laughs> Don't get the garlic from Mexico. <laughs> Someone mixes a lemon with the oranges. I'm just like, oh! Like, <laughs> that's how I feel, They though. come like, to you with produce advice? Oh, they so do all the like, time. And I'm like, people talk to me now about other shit. I'm thinking, now my girlfriend says that a good watermelon has a big yellow patch on it. 
and it's, it's sweeter or something. How yeah. do you tell a good watermelon? I still don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> I fake it. That's I've... how I know that your future's in comedy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't... fucking put on the name tag. I fucking hate my life. There's some people that like will pick them up and they knock on them and they listen. And I'm like, what the hell are you listening for? Like, I've seen more than one person do it. They pick up the watermelon, <laughs> tap it a couple times, put their ear right to it. Like, if you hear the ocean, it's a good one. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't get You like, must see some fucking weirdos at the Oh, store. you do. Yeah, I had yeah. one recently because whenever we put out bananas, we have to wear gloves because they come from tropical areas and they might be like a poisonous spider in it or something. Sweet. Oh, yeah. This guy comes up to me. I was putting bananas out. It's a really creepy little dude. And he comes up to me and he goes, So have you ever found a spider in one of those boxes? And I was like, uh, We found like dead ones, but nothing major. And he goes, What would you do with them if you found them? And I was like, Oh, we dispose of them because, you know, they're poisonous and don't want to keep those fuckers around and he goes oh would you consider keeping them and say if somebody came in and said they wanted to take them would you give it to them and i was just like i really i don't think that's a thing and he goes okay thank you for your time and then he walked away <laughs> and then he accepted it yeah that's the creepiest part that he accepted that you would not save him a spider yeah exactly <laughs> but it was funny because he looked like he was like building up the strength to ask this like this is something you wanted to ask you someone say that on stage tonight like, <laughs> just like yeah. that you know what I mean yeah, you think it's a good story yeah I do uh, I think maybe we'll, we'll try that tonight it. it doesn't matter there's 40 people here I can do anything I always I always tell people like if you bomb so what you learn yeah, that's, you know yeah the bombings you learn more from them really yeah, yeah. um well, this has been Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with John Scove Nielsen. And Shane Ogden. <laughs> and not John, sorry. <laughs> What's the deal? John What's and not John. <laughs> John and not John. Maybe I'll go with not John. Not John, you get you introduced tonight. And your host, not John. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. And then when you bring me up, you're like, real John. <laughs> so where can people see you next? Are you going to be at the Five and Dime soon? Uh, I am, yep. Yeah, the next Five and Dime show, which is the 24th. Fifth, I believe, and then I'm actually um, headlining uh, Uptown Comedy Deluxe in July. Wow! First, uh, I don't know the exact date of that one. It's the first Friday in July, and they can find that by uh, following you on Facebook, John Scove yeah. Nielsen. Yeah. So if you J O H N dash S K O V, no, it's a J O H N S K O V dash N I E L S E N. Right. And yeah. Nielsen, any relation to Leslie Nielsen? Nah, unfortunately. I told no, the I crowd wasn't. last night that you were his great-grandnephew <laughs> or something. I was waiting for people to ask about that. I was going to make up this whole thing. Like, oh, yeah, me and great-uncle. Is he dead? I was just a baby on the <laughs> set of The Naked Gun. <laughs> <laughs> This is the baby. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you got the idea for the movie from me. That's <laughs> right. Well, it was great talking to you, That's John. Great Thank you for too, doing Shane. the podcast. Thank you. Went by in a blur. We'll have to do it again real soon. For sure, man. Cheers. Well, you're a good sport, Arif. Shut up. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you have fun in New York? That's a stupid question. Of course you did. I mean, you know. You met your hero. Well, Matt is a interesting word. He had he he looked at me and he's like, I sort of, I just locked eyes with him in the lobby and he uh, sort of like, and then we looked at each other and he's like, suppose you want a picture? I said, no, I love you, Dave. And uh, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, you got a light? I said, all right, okay, yeah, no, I I do. We go outside and you know how in the movies, like you know in those old movies where. Uh, like there's a pretty girl in a bar and she pulls out a cigarette and all the 
the the hot uh, all the guys they come out with lighters all at once yes uh, he had a cigarette and he was doing the classic you know looking for his looking for the lighter and immediately all the losers all the comedy losers around him they're like no like everyone ran rifling through their pockets just change falling out just taking out trying to find a lighter and then eventually i i i found my matches and then i threw my matchbook right into traffic <laughs> <laughs> you're such a fucking loser oh man <laughs> then he's like all right let's just get this over with you could have lit david tell cigarette instead you just threw your matches in the middle of the street i just threw it into traffic and then he is, <laughs> so the reason why my eyes are closed in that picture is because so the guy taking pictures he just yeah dave just asked him yeah, where are you from and the guy said San Francisco and he just started roasting him for about like 15 minutes. So I'm just sitting there listening to Dave Attell do a set. Oh my and we just roast the guy who's doing the camera and the guy attempted to take a few pictures and they all came out crap. That's cuz this one was the best one. <laughs> anyway, I got to go put the kid to bed. All right, so, brother. Thanks for the nice phone call. Talking to you. All nice right. talking to you. This thing works. Thanks. Never call me again. Okay, bye. <laughs> and can you say I'm John Scove Nielsen. Oh no, no don't say that. Um say <laughs> so I always take the best one. Do I say you're an like virtual podcast hosted by Shane Ogden? No. Nope.